We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. Hey, it's Flo, and this is my impression of a 1930s gangster using Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Yeah, see? This Name Your Price tool really lays it all out on the table, see? All I had to do was tell her how much I wanted to spend, and it gave me options in one place, see? Makes all of it easy to see, see? It's easy to find insurance that fits your budget with the Name Your Price tool. Only at Progressive.com. I might need glasses so I can see more when I'm doing gangster stuff, see? Progressive Casualty Insurance Company. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I told Andrew that that's why you're having so many kids, so you uh, can get people to help change your lineups. That's right. They've all got uh, iPads, and my old <laughs> iPhone has an iPod. <laughs> Sitting around telling, barking out orders. <laughs> Lee wins out, change it! This is the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast with Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and Davey Bazo. 
Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy MLS podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, joined once again by J.D. Bazo and Skylar Redpath. Guys, we've got a little bit of a short slate this week, only five games. We've got four on Saturday and one on Sunday. So we'll just uh, jump right in with the uh, Women's World Cup in the background here. First one is Montreal at New York City FC, which um, I would argue is probably the worst game of the weekend, although maybe you can make a case for D.C. Orlando. Maybe you guys think differently. But, J.D., I'm going to start with you because this guy, we were speaking earlier, and you said you didn't consider him at all, which effectively answers my question. Mix Discarude scores for the U.S. Uh, thanks to the uh, an absolutely perfect pass from Michael Bradley, who does not play for New York City FC. But do you think that is something that can get him back into form for the club? Um, yeah, I kind of like uh, he's going to have some confidence coming back, and maybe he'll realize that he needs to kind of jump into the attack more. The run that he made to score that goal against Germany is a run I haven't seen him make all season for uh, NYCFC. But maybe against Montreal is a good time to break it out coming off a national team camp. We'll, we'll see. I'm probably not going to play him this week. But if he shows me a little something, then he'll get back onto my radar. Skylar, what do you think about Mix? Yeah, it was good to see him score for sure. A um, couple of big results for U.S. men's national team there, and definitely, like JD said, pumps uh, pumps mix full of a little bit of extra confidence there. Um, as far as how it will translate when he gets back, it's hard to say. He just he really hasn't been getting himself in those getting himself in those spots um, to score. And I don't know. I mean, I'd like to say that'll change, but it's hard to say. Just just from him scoring an international goal, that New York City's approach will be uh, be much different than it has been. Yeah, I was kind of saying to JD that even if he makes that run for New York City FC, there's nobody on that team that can make the pass that Bradley made. Yeah, that maybe true. maybe later in the season when Pirlo's there, he can make that hit, but that's not happening. But uh, one guy that JD you really liked last week was Josh Saunders, who came up huge, um, six saves and a win, which is kind of a you don't always get a, a good number of saves in a, in a victory. So he almost seems like the guy that answering the question of who other than David Villa do you play. This seems like pretty good one, Montreal at home, no? Yeah, I think Saunders is one of the, the better keeper options this week. It's a shame that he's uh, just under $5,000. So I, I kind of like Montreal as well. I'm not sure I'll be on Saunders too much. I'd probably rather take his counterpart in this game, Evan Bush, who gets an equal amount of high saves on a team that lets up a lot of shots. But, um, but yeah, it's a tight field, so you never know what's going to happen with, with all the shots getting on net and how many are going to go in. Skylar, do you like anyone other than Piatti for Montreal? Mm, maybe uh, Tiso, if he gets some playing time again. Well, his, his price has jumped a little bit, but um, not really, honestly. I mean, I'm... On this short slate, I'm going to probably be focusing on the the big hitters and uh, probably staying away from any punts if I have to. Um, Piotti's in consideration, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not really looking at too many players from Montreal this game. Uh, just I think Tiso's on international duty, which we're probably yeah. we're probably going to be saying that a lot uh, <laughs> on this podcast because it's so hard to keep up with, but um, I. I kind of like Jack McInerney if he gets in. It's a it's a smaller field, and he's a good finisher. So if you get him closer to goal, I I think he definitely has a chance to score. Is that smaller field meaning Yankee Stadium dimensions or small slate of players? 
Um, <laughs> I, I meant small dimensions, just getting him closer to goal. You know, the ball can't find its way quite as far away from the net, and mm-hmm. McInerney's a good finisher. But, yeah, a short slate, too. Um, kind of maxing out your flex position, I think, is going to be huge. So McInerney's an all right value at $6,600. No, that's not too bad. Do you guys really like David Villa this week? I'm I'm looking at the rankings. Skyler, you have him one. JD, you have him two. So obviously the answer is, is yes on that. Um, he seems to be fit again. He, he was definitely, I don't know if anybody admitted that he wasn't fully fit, you know, two games ago when they claimed he was, but he definitely seems like he's he's back. And JD, we were talking about this kind of on the podcast, or off the podcast, excuse me, of guys that have a good non-goal and assist floor. And I feel like David V is one of them because of how many shots he takes that he realizes that if they're going to score, I say this, if they're going to score, it's going to be him after they scored twice and he didn't score. But um, it seems like he's got a pretty decent floor, um, particularly, you know, he's not cheap on, on DraftKings at least at 10800 I think he's actually much cheaper in terms of, you know, other players and on Mondo goal this week. But he's got a right. pretty decent floor, which makes him a a decent, you know, a decent option at least. Yeah, I love David Villa this week. He's probably going to be in every single one of my lineups, even though he's $700 more than Clint Dempsey. Mm-hmm. Um, so Villa, once again, I mean, he's closer to goal, and we were talking also before the show about expected goals, kind of the statistic measuring how many goals they should be scoring based on uh, how many shots they have and from where they take them on the pitch. And David V is currently seventh in the league in expected goals, but he only has three on the season. So he's kind of due for some regression back to back to the mean here. He's obviously a good finisher, so I can chalk it up to just poor luck uh, so far this year, and I'm ready to to see him start firing uh, as much as he should. Yeah, yeah I'm, sure. a, I'm all aboard the Via train. I've, uh, <laughs> I'm with JD for sure. I'm going to be he'll he'll be on every, every one of my lineups. Um, like you said, his floor is so high to where he's going to be peppering shots all day. I mean, Kai Kamara just had uh, 10 shots. He didn't score. I think he only had two on goal, but still that's 12 DraftKings points just from shots alone against uh, Montreal. So Kai did that last weekend. You can only imagine David Villa is going to come pretty close to, to doing the same. I don't know if he's going to get 10 shots, but um, obviously, the uh, opportunities there. I think Montreal has given up uh, some goals the past couple of weeks. Two week, or I guess it was two weeks ago or a week ago, they lost three nil mm-hmm. to Chicago. Uh, Igbon Anike had a monster day, and you know, Igbon Anike is a good player, but he's no David Villa. So, very likely that that Villa um, has a good shot at, at doing something big. So, definitely want to make sure he's in your lineup this weekend. And hopefully he's playing with Tommy McNamara again, who really seemed to spark that offense. Yeah, great goal. Yeah, it was a really good goal. Speaking of the goals, we were um, uh, Skyler. I'll let you in on the story that I told the JD beforehand. I went out to watch the game, and my younger brother joined me. And he's probably never watched a professional soccer game in his life, and so he sat through the entire New York City FC Philly game. And afterwards goes, um, I really like this team. They seem like a bunch of winners. And I had to explain to him that they, it was only the second win of the season and that it wasn't week two. And uh, But, yeah, they, 
they definitely look better with McNamara, but during the game, they didn't actually show Mullins' winner in real time. They were showing a replay of whatever <laughs> happened before, and they wow. completely missed the goal. Oh, so man. they literally came back from replay to show the replay of the goal that <laughs> happened while they were doing it. Just kind wow. of, you know, you never know when with the, you know, replays in soccer because the action just keeps going. But <laughs> unfortunate right. move by the uh, Yes Network there. But <laughs> Like a delayed uh, bouncing up and down in the bar? Or did you guys just kind of, oh, we scored? We, we <laughs> originally thought that it was a highlight from another game just because it didn't make sense that <laughs> they were showing another replay but it, we were like wait that's that's mullins like what's going on here and uh nice. then then it almost seemed like oh maybe he scored but it was offside like there was no it wasn't even a celebration because they were just they showed the goal and then it, they were already back somewhere else and, and it was a bit of a tv uh mistake but what are you gonna do yeah I'll say this: your your brother's on to something there, uh, thinking that everybody looks like a winner against Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, it's getting to that point. We, they were playing so well too. We thought, and, uh, it's a mirage. Yeah, I guess so. So, speaking of international goals, we're going to move on to uh, the Galaxy. Galaxy Zardes finally scored his first international goal. I believe he's going to be back. Uh, Robbie Keane is not there though. He's on his own international duty. So. This is kind of the Galaxy... T- we, we've kind of yet to see, after the first three weeks, this Galaxy team with Keane and Zardis and all their other attacking players that together. So, um, Skylar, how do you feel about Zardis or kind of any of the Galaxy attackers this week at Columbus with Keane not available? Um, I like Zardes. He's coming off of international duty, so he, he may be held back somewhat. Um, I don't know if he's going to be inserted directly back into the lineup um bruce tends uh, to give his international guys a little bit of a break so um like alan gordon i actually like uh maganto mm-hmm. and in the midfield he's been a little bit of a sleeper play he could be one to mix in this week as a, um i think he's hovering around 5400 5500 so um, I like him from the Galaxy. I don't like a, whole, a, a lot of their attacking options. I actually think the crew are going to get back on track. I thought that last week, and they they uh, ended up losing. But um, yeah, I don't know. I like uh, I like Columbus a lot more for fantasy options this game. Uh, Kai Kamara, obviously, and uh, I think Ethan Finley's probably going to have a good game too. So probably looking at the crew more than the Galaxy this game. Yeah, Justin Miram is out also for international duty. I'm going to plug a, a column we have. We're, we're now trying to do a fit or miss column each week. DJ Trainer's doing it this week that breaks down all the injures, injured players or those who are questionable coming in. So we're tracking the international duty guys there. So if anybody wants to check that out, that's just the fit or miss it's called. So uh, sorry to cut you off there, JD, if you want to jump in. Well, first, let me say that uh, I used that today to look up the games. It's great for daily fantasy because you can see all the injuries, um, kind of game specific, so you can kind of gauge who you want to play in that game based on this page. And I highly recommend it. But um, solid company, man. To, Thank you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> back to Los Angeles, Columbus. Um, I'm kind of the opposite of Skyler. I'm looking for the value plays. Uh, for Los Angeles this week. Columbus hasn't won a match in their last five. Um, They've been pretty poor recently, and pretty much nothing suggests to me that they're going to stop allowing goals. 
Uh, they're certainly going to continue to score them, but I I think that Los Angeles has a good chance to to find a goal here. You have Zardes coming back from international break, um, and I think he's kind of in no man's land on DraftKings, where it's it's tough to pay eight thousand dollars for him because you can just pay up a, another thousand or fifteen hundred to get. All right, I don't know if there's anyone in that range either, but I'd rather pay up for the shorter thing and then take a flyer uh, in the four to five thousand dollar range. And that just so happens to be where Alan Gordon is. He's getting the Gold Cup call up supposedly, or at least the provisional roster. So he has to be pretty amped up. And while I'm not sure I agree with him playing for the United States national team or even getting close to getting on the field for them. Uh, he does seem to score in big moments, so this could kind of be kind of the narrative for him, get the call up and go out and score in the first game after the good news. Um, it's crazy that like he got the, a call up over Bobby Wood. <laughs> yeah, over a lot of people. Uh, I'm not even going to rant about that again, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I like Jose Villarreal. They, they say he's been training pretty much all week uh, after his shoulder injury, and uh, I think I said it last week, he's looked like their best attacker lately, and he's almost a lock to start on the wing. Like Skyler said, Zardis probably isn't going to get a full 90. Keane's not in. Alan Gordon's not really a 90-minute type of player. So I think if Villarreal is deemed fit to start the match, he's probably going to play most of it. Um, and Columbus's outside backs aren't as strong as L.A.'s. L.A.'s defense is why I'm I'm leaning more towards their attackers than Columbus is this week. And you um, very clearly let out, left out uh, Ishizaki, who you wrote about this week. Is there? Do you want to add anything to what you wrote in your barometer about why you hate him so much? <laughs> I just don't like to watch him uh, on the field in real life, but for, for fantasy, maybe he'll whip some crosses in, but I just don't think he's adding very much value to that team, and he he better watch out because they're getting some promising people in. Steven Gerrard, Sebastian Leggett, uh, Maganto's stepping up. Villarreal is cementing himself as a, as an option that should be starting most matches. So if Ishizaki doesn't start putting in a better contribution on the field, I don't know if he's long for the lineup. Skylar, do you like him at all or no? He's staying away. Or you said you were staying away mostly from the Galaxy, I guess. Yeah, at 8,400, I'm definitely staying away from him. But he's he's a frustrating player because he is, uh, he, you can see the potential there. And for fantasy, it seems like he's always around that six or seven, eight points a game. Um, and that's usually about it unless he does happen to, you know, unless Gordon or, or Keane or Zardes happens to get on the end of one of his crosses. But other than that, this it doesn't seem like he's he's worth paying eighty four hundred for to me. Yeah. yeah, when Robbie when Robbie Keane gets back in, uh, that's who Ishizaki looked the best with early on. So maybe uh, I'll start to come back around on him, but he's gonna have to show me something first. Yeah, makes sense. All right, uh, moving on. We've got Chicago at New England. Chicago are missing some pretty good fantasy options that. Guys, we've spoken of pretty regularly. Jovan Jones is away. David Akam is away. Sean Maloney is away. So, Skyler, where do you go? Do you try to replace those guys, or do you just kind of stay away from Chicago this week? Um, I'm probably kind of staying away from Chicago unless I 
want to give Jeff Lorenowitz another run out. <laughs> I hope that they get another penalty kick. But um, Harry Ship might be an option. Igbonanike has been on a roll. But, yeah, just like I said earlier, I'm, I'm pretty much just all in on the uh, the big guys, the Dempsey's, Obafemi's, uh, Kai Kamara, Via. I mean, obviously you can't – you got to – make some room for those guys but the uh chicago players that you're looking at you know ships 8600 and see Igba- Ig- Igba- is 6900 so he could be an option as a flex for me but i'm just i'm probably going to steer clear of those of the fire players this week yeah, I think I'm going to mix them into my lineup a little more than than you are. Uh, Harry Ship, I think, it remains a really good play without Sean Maloney in the lineup. Um, and defensively, since Joven Jones is out, uh, Lavelle Palmer is probably going to get a start. And it's really tough to find a cheap defender on DraftKings this week, so Palmer at 3,100 is a pretty attractive choice, I think. Um, I know... Usually, I, I want to spend big up top and kind of find the cheap plays on defense, but there's not too many of those this week, so it, it's making it really tough to grab um, the expensive forwards. Yeah. Speaking of expensive forwards, Juan Agadello's back, or he's supposed to be back, and he'll be up there with Charlie Davies, who we kind of continue to consider well overpriced for what he what he develops, or what he produces, but... Uh, on the opposite side, and JD, we were talking about this earlier, of guys who have good floors, and Davies has a terrible floor because if he doesn't score because um, he basically takes that one shot, and if it goes in, great, and if not, then you're left with this one point for the shot, and that's it. But uh, you were mentioning that one of the guys who actually has a pretty good non-goal and non-assist floor is Lee Wynn, who I still cannot stomach putting in my lineup until he breaks out. But do you think you're going to have Wynn in, in a lineup this week? Uh, I think he's definitely in consideration uh, among the midfielders. If you're going with two really expensive forwards, you probably get to pick one midfield midfielder like near eight thousand dollars. So Nguyen is cheaper than Iguain, Harry Ship, uh, and Mario Diaz. So he could probably get in some of my lineups. Chicago, like you said, they're fielding a, a weaker team, and when when just remains a, a pretty high floor player with. Uh, some breakout potential. He does have an injured finger, but I don't know. When I had a little stupid injury like that, I always tended to to play better, I think. <laughs> Just a stupid anecdote on my part. <laughs> well, thankfully, it's a sport that revolves around feet and not fingers, yep. so that helps too. But I just key, I look at Lee Wynn at 7,900, and Piatti at 7,700 just screams out at me, and then I'll obviously be tempted by the $7,000 mixed discarood. But Skyler, you... <laughs> You, uh, I feel like you've been plugging, uh, or at least you've been considering Win for a few weeks. Is he still in consideration for you? Yeah, absolutely. This week he's going to be in some of my lineups. He's uh, got the added confidence in being named to the uh, preliminary Gold Cup roster too. So look for him to maybe even step it up a notch to, to hopefully earn the full roster spot there. But no, he's he has been uh, a little bit of a letdown, like you said, Andrew. I think he's the potential's there, and I think I've said it on one of the podcasts earlier in the year. I don't know if he's just still a little bummed out that the the contract negotiations didn't go as he had hoped. Um, you'd hate for a player to to dip and form 
just because of that, but it's, I mean, we've seen it across the board, not just in soccer, but in, in, in football and basketball and baseball. And it happens. I mean, a player doesn't get the money that they want, and they basically stop performing to, to the, the ability that we know they're capable of. So maybe this Gold Cup call-up will be a little bit of a, uh, a kick in the butt, and, and he'll start getting back to the, the MV Lee that we saw last year. Yeah, I think the interesting thing with, with New England this week is I think you want to have some action against Chicago, but there's not a whole lot of sensible options. Teal Bunbury is 7500 That's overpriced. Davies and Agadello are both over 8000 So you're not left with, with any other great plays unless Kellen Rowe uh, starts or Diego Fagundes. So... Unless you really trust Chicago to play play good defense, there's a goal to be stolen in your daily fantasy contest somewhere among New England. Yeah, I do like Fagundes as a um, potential flex play. He scored a goal last outing. Nice goal at that. And yep. he's a player I've always liked from a fantasy perspective. He just ha- really hasn't gotten the opportunity this season. So hopefully the minutes start coming around. And uh, and then they'll sell him to Syria. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's so young. He's definitely probably on the radar of, of some overseas clubs. So do you guys yeah, I think... Can, sorry, no, please. I was going to say, I think there's speculation that he'll be transferred this summer. Uh, so it's it's going to be kind of awful to watch him start getting some full minutes again and then just shipped right out of the league. Yeah, maybe a little more motivation for him, though, to uh, to start stepping up. Yeah, yeah. Point, yeah. So. I was wondering... What are your thoughts on spending the fifty-two hundred in the flex spot for Chris Tierney, with the hope that he sends in eleven crosses? In the flex spot, that's um, I'm probably not going to do it just because I'll I'd rather go with a Los Angeles forward. Uh, Alan Gordon's fifty-two hundred via Real or fifty-three hundred via Real is fifty-two hundred, and Maganto is fifty-four hundred. Um, so that's just my mentality. I don't want to take a defender um, when I could take a forward with a, a solid chance at a goal. Uh, it's not any defender, though, right? I mean, this is yeah. The... He's been a little. He's been a little bit of a letdown lately with his crosses, though. It's early when DraftKings first opened up MLS contest. He was the go-to guy. I think he, it seemed like he was getting seven or eight crosses a game, and now it's closer to four or five, which still isn't bad. But New England haven't been. Uh, world beaters on defense so they have not been uh getting the extra bonus points and when you're getting three or four points out of your defender paying up at that price it's just for me i'm i'm considering somebody else before uh tierney right now yeah for our premier league daily players tierney was basically kieran trippier mm-hmm. um, you know sending yep. in crosses and not getting clean sheets but um Maybe even more so Leighton Baines because he's over top of free kicks yeah, as well. Yeah, good point. Uh, his one goal in the last eight games was a, a pretty nice free kick, sure I believe. Oh, yeah, he's got huge yeah. upside. It's just, you know, when when is he going to turn it back on? I don't know. I mean, he's definitely on, on a short slate. He's worth targeting. I'm not saying that he's not a, a play, but I'm pro- if, I'm, if it's down to a flex spot, I'm just not as confident in, in him as I might be somebody else at that price. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, just one more thing. I guess I'm kind of thinking about it a little more now. And if you're ever going to play Chris Tierney against Chicago, this is the week he's not going to be pinned back by David Akam or by Harry Ship on the wing because Ship moves inside, Akam is out, 
Uh, so their wings are less um, kind of imposing, so maybe he can get up the field a little more. So maybe uh, Andrew's on to something. Yeah, with maybe Tierney. Tierney in the defender slot and somebody else in the flex. Yeah. There yeah you go. The, the, the problem with him in the defender slot is that, what is he, 5,200, you're, you're having to go really cheap somewhere else. Yeah. Although, right. if you can find your 3,200 Shea Facey, as I happen to look, <laughs> maybe there's your... Uh, well, I never know. If, I never know if he's playing center back or outside yeah. back. Yep. Because NYCFC doesn't tweet their lineup in an actual nope. picture. No, they don't. Well, it's a picture. Least, it's just not a helpful yeah. one. Right. At least they don't tweet it in a vine like some <laughs> of the teams. Nothing <laughs> makes me more angry than that. Well, actually, what, lineup. Yeah, what bothers me is Vancouver that does it. But the, what the, how they do it is that they list ten guys and then they find <laughs> <know>. the eleven. <laughs> I tweeted them last week, I think, and told them how stupid it was. <laughs> so maybe they'll change it. There was another one. I was oh, the Red Bulls do it on Instagram, so you have to click through to see <laughs> the picture as opposed to anyway. That's the the troubles of people who are trying to get their lineups in. But uh, so yeah, that's a good time to plug our uh, lineups page at <laughs> rotowires.com/soccer/mls-lineups. But anyway, moving on. Dallas at Seattle. Um, Fabian Castillo, I'm assuming, is going to be back in the starting lineup since he came off the bench last week. Um, Mauro Diaz is still there. Blas Perez, Perez and uh, Tesho Akindeli are away on international duty. So Dallas is kind of a weird team. I feel like they can go really quiet. Um, and now playing at Seattle. Uh, J.D., is there anyone on, on Dallas that you're going to target? Um, I think Fabian Castillo is going to be, I don't want to say a sleeper because he's so good, but I think he's kind of off people's radars this week with Kamara, Dempsey, David Villa, um, I'm missing one other big player, but anyway, I think uh, they're going to overlook him in the forward spot and he's only 8,900. So, so pulling one of those really high priced guys down and then being able to to maybe pay up for a Chris Tierney, perhaps, could be a winning strategy in a tournament. Um, I'm more inclined to go with, with two of the really heavy hitters of forward, but I like Castillo, and I think Blas Perez might be back for this weekend. Am I wrong about that? Um, I don't know. I'll have to check. I Yeah, so if he is, um, if I'm assuming correctly, 7400 is just an insane price for, for him, and... Um, I wouldn't feel um, the most comfortable with that play, but I think it would be a good. It's a good calculated risk to take. We've got Blas Perez as probable on our fitter miss page, so I, I guess right. I misspoke. All right, there we go. Yeah. And Mauro Diaz, of course, uh, he just he has the highest floor of any midfielder in the last uh, handful of weeks on this slate. So I think he's definitely in consideration. I'm not sure how he will do against. Somebody like Ozzy Alonso. Um, I, Diaz doesn't really strike me as a player that really does great against a, a really physical defender or defensive midfielder, rather. So that's something to kind of think about when you're building your lineup. Alonso's questionable, too. He's got a hamstring issue, so never know. Every, everyone's either questionable or with the national team this week. <laughs> I think A.J. De La Garza even played for Guam. Well, fair enough. You're right. <laughs> Powerhouse. <laughs> um, so, Skyler, uh, Marco Papa's away. Uh, does that mean it's Lamar Nagel time? 
I'm not feeling Nagel this weekend, but I do like another player that I'm a little reluctant to share with the podcast, but I'll go ahead and uh, spill the beans. I think Tomas could be getting his, making his starting lineup debut for Seattle. He's a attacking midfielder Brazilian. That's I think he just made his debut last week, 10-minute cameo, but... He's only 3,400 on DraftKings. I was trying to find him last week because I, I might have even considered him on DraftKings last week just with the buzz surrounding him. But Seattle's pretty high in this guy. I have not seen him play myself. I've just done a little bit of research, digging around. And uh, from what I've read, it sounds like he's the real deal. So Tomas, if he gets a start, then uh, you know it's, it's definitely worth uh, keeping that flex spot open. If you've got some wiggle room there. JD and I were talking about this before the podcast of it's so difficult to pick a cheap flex play on the late game. Because if you build your lineup around the savings of, you know, if you happen to to have Tomas at 3,400, which allows you to pay up elsewhere and he doesn't start, there's, and for Seattle, Dallas, there's probably no one left to, to replace him with if he doesn't start um so it's almost like you have to save a few bucks just in case he doesn't get the start yeah it's it's really tough it's uh definitely something that you got to consider and i've actually run into myself before where i'm just at a roadblock where i I can't do anything else because i've kind of trapped myself with that player so after you know the sting of that happening to me once or twice and i pretty much realize like I'm I'm going to leave if I'm going to do this I'm going to leave at least you know maybe a 500 to a thousand dollar um cushion just in case that player is not going mm-hmm. so in this instance um let's see looking at Dallas's defenders here you've got Michelle at 3900 who hasn't been a super reliable option for fantasy purposes but if if it's within that you know 3400 to 4400 price range and Michelle gets the start, and then I can pivot to him. So, yeah, it's, it definitely adds a little bit of a, um, more of a thinking game to the, to the DFS flex spot deal. But, you know, if, you, if you're able to give yourself a little bit of cushion, then, then that certainly helps out. Yeah, and it's an easier gamble to take when you throw 50 lineups into, into all your <laughs> tournaments. <laughs> Until uh, 40 of them are stuck with the same guy and, and Johnson. I think I had to pick off Will Johnson to a uh, Montreal defender coming off the bench one night was my last resort. It was, it was brutal. Yeah, I had a, um, Alan Gordon in the lineup one week and fully expecting him to start because I think maybe Keen and Zardis were out. I forget what it was, but he didn't start. I took him out, and of course he scored. Oh. I think I was on that same train that night. <laughs> <laughs> had Gordon lined up and took him out, and then he scored, so we were on the in the same boat. Yeah. Skylar, I, I just have a random question now that I've kind of been thinking about this for a while. Sure. And uh, you played in college, I believe I read somewhere. Yep. And I'm wondering if you were a, a big lumbering forward like Alan Gordon or, <laughs> or Will Bruin. Because uh, you sure do love him. That's a great question. <laughs> no. I wouldn't consider myself a big lumbering forward. I was a, a forward <laughs> about 5'11", so I don't know that I could, could uh, quite – Consider myself like a, a six. I don't know what they are. Six two or six three. All right. Bruin. 
But uh, yeah, I played forward in college. Um, that's I guess that's why I tend to probably talk about or lean towards more attacking players in general. But um, no Will Bruin or Alan Gordon here. I, I just I like their uh, I don't know. I like the aspect that they bring to to the team's attack. So right now, Alan Gordon's uh, his magic is undeniable. How he always seems to find the back of the net somehow. But. Uh, um, another guy you could pivot to if you save $1,000 is Gonzalo Pineda in this game. I think he'll be back, and he kind of could fill in for Marco Papa as a veteran playmaking presence. Um, they kind of used to team up in the midfield before Pineda had to deal with some injuries this year. So I think he's another player to watch in this late game. Um, I think Seattle, despite missing some players, is really going to have a solid run uh, against Dallas. And rolled on as well as a is a pretty good cheap midfielder. I think his floor is pretty low, but he he likes to join the attack for a young guy. So, awesome. yeah, he's only thirty eight hundred. Yeah, that's a good shout. And I think uh, yeah, Roldan is definitely on my radar. He's been he could be the Papa fill in instead of Tomas, and Tomas might just end up coming on for him, but. He's definitely, uh, you know, if you're trying to play one of those two in that flex spot, going back to kind of hitting that roadblock, then at least you've got an, an extra option there. Right. Like I definitely, should... yeah, I definitely think you have options to pivot to, I was going to say. Yeah, I was going to say that you effectively need to pick which guys you're considering and just choose the most expensive one so that you're not left empty. Like, if you choose the most expensive one, then obviously you can fit the others in depending on where they all start, so... Mm-hmm. Um, right now b- before we move to Sunday I want to say that I like this four game Saturday slate on DraftKings because we get to see three of the lineups before roster lock Yeah. Um, so d- this just I was thinking about this when we were talking about cheap guys for the flex spot if Columbus starts Ben Spees I really like him he's kind of a, a junior uh, Pipa Higuain He's he's a small playmaker in the offense, and since they're missing Miram, uh, him or Kristen Steinderson are probably going to get the start. So they're four thousand and three thousand, and Los Angeles could start Leggett finally. I'm really not sure, probably not, but with the amount of players that they have, kind of coming back from injury or international duty, I think he could finally get in a match. That'd be fun to see if he does. I'm excited for him to finally get some playing time, yeah. <laughs> so I, I haven't looked at the full, um, you know, games that are offered, but it does. It, is DraftKings pretty much only doing a Saturday slate, or are they doing some with the Sunday game included? I haven't I seen any that. Sunday game yeah. yet. But Me either. Yeah, well, Not sure if it's going to happen. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll talk about it anyway, even though I think it's pretty much the worst game of the weekend, maybe because I will give some credit to NYCFC, but... Uh, so my previous questions about NYCFC and playing somebody other than David V, I feel like we're now getting there with Orlando with Kaká, um, with Kyle Laren away on international duty. I saw he did score today for uh, Can- uh, Canada, right? Yep. Um, yeah. So is there anybody from Orlando that you play? Luke Bowden, maybe. Well, if Bowden? he's uh, if there's contest running, then. Uh... <laughs> Uh, I'd say Mondo Go may do a full weekend one, so that they do, but you have to really search for it. Yeah, yeah, 
yeah, if Mondo Gold's got something going on, Breck Shea, I, w- I was going to say Breck Shea, he'll probably be listed as a midfielder on, on Mondo, Mondo Gold, which if the pricing is similar to the last time I played Breck Shea, I think he was only like 4.5. So super easy to work him into your lineup. He's 4.2. Wow. Okay. So if he plays, you know, keep in mind he is coming back from, he was overseas with the uh, U.S. men's national team as well. He didn't get as much action as some of these other guys coming back. But still, I think he got back in Orlando today. It was one of the reports I read. So I'd imagine he, the, the game's on Sunday. I think he's going to be back in action for Orlando. So, um, yeah, if you can find him on Mondo for super cheap, then he's somebody I'd play. Other than that, then, yeah, I don't know. Maybe Eric Avila, maybe Luke Bowden. Thought it may be yeah, so I'll, <laughs> I'll throw in Carlos Rivas. He's finally kind of starting to find his footing. He's a really fast winger, um, and they don't have too many options to play on that wing right now, so he could definitely get some action. Um, and Pedro Ribeiro's back from injury, and he was one of my favorite cheap options in season-long fantasy and in daily fantasy before his injury. He was kind of the the answer they needed at forward before they he got hurt, and then they moved on to Kyle Lahren. So if you think he's been doing good, uh, maybe Ribeiro is, is kind of equally capable. Um, he's a midfielder even when he plays up top at forward in daily fantasy. So that's a good value um, for future weeks and on Mondo goal this week. He's only 6.8. Pretty good. Yep. And then on the other side, I feel like Fabian Espindola is an obvious call. But he's obviously setting up. He's got three assists in his last two games. So if you're looking for the goal scorer, J.D., who do you go after? The D.C. United goal scorer. Him. (laughs) (laughs) Call one in from a corner. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he he can still score. Um, uh, I think I saw... um, Someone was talking this week about whether they want to buy uh, Arietta or Espindola in season long, and I think that's really just completely overthinking it. Um, the the money you save for Arietta is not worth it. He's a guy that has to luck into some goals. Espindola is a guy that can win you an entire tournament single-handedly. Um, so it's not much of a choice for me. I This Connor Doyle person seems to continue to pop up on their uh, team sheet <laughs> and uh, he's not really doing it for me um, so if you don't want to spend a lot for whatever reason then you have to look at Rolf um, Pontius and Nick DeLeon is is starting to um, come on a little bit there's always a portion of the season he really seems to dominate and he's not a, a safe play in your midfield by any chance or yeah, by any definition of the word, but I think if if you want to take a gamble, De Leon's um, not a bad option. Okay. I'll note that uh, Hamid is dealing with some minor issue that may hold him. doesn't sound like he's actually really going to be held out, but he's dealing with something because he wasn't uh, limited in practice this week. Yeah, and he's super expensive, Amanda Goal. Not that I... Well, yeah, that slate has a lot of expensive forwards, so you probably need the, the salary space. Tally Hall's only four point something, though. Wow, yeah, one uh, word of caution on a spindle there. Andrew Weeby actually pointed out earlier. Um, he's doing a uh, MLS fantasy roundtable with the guys over there at MLS 
fantasy boss and Andrew Weeby pointed out that that Espindola could be held back just based on them playing on turf. So you know he's coming off of that injury. Anytime anybody goes on turf, it's it's worth considering the uh, you know the turf factor. So keep that in mind before you go all in on him, especially on Mondo Goal where where there's no late swap. It's a great hmm. point. Yeah, you were right last time you you pulled the turf factor, but <laughs> Espindola is not a guy that I I really. If I were a coach, I would be scared to hold him back. Like I, I would think that he would try and fight me or something. He, he's a guy that wants to get on the field every possible second he can, and he's already been held back far too much. So I, I think he's a good calculated risk. But when he doesn't start, you can come complain to me on Twitter. Does it bother anybody else to have turf in Florida? <laughs> Maybe that's just me. <laughs> it bothers me to have turf anywhere anyway, for professional soccer, but yeah. yeah, I've been I've seen some of the photos that have come out from the Women's World Cup, and it does not look pretty. No. It's uh, looks like it's pretty brutal, actually. Just the what they're going through, but well, Thierry Henry wouldn't do it, so yeah. All right. Yeah, anyway, and on that on that anti-turf note, uh, thanks again, guys, for this week. Uh, a little bit of a short slate, so. Uh, although we still almost hit the hour mark, but hope everyone's still listening. And uh, guys, thanks again, and enjoy the relatively short slate this week. Yeah, good luck, guys. Thanks, Andrew. They're going to kill the love of my life. If I don't go back to what I was doing this Friday, our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous. Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.